Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of Cast Matters, uh, where we talk about business insights cast. Today, I'm excited to have a friend and colleague, Navid Saman. He is part of Whitley Penn. Uh, we acquired his company just about three weeks ago. And so we're going to talk about the extension of CAS into more forward-looking, predictive modeling type of areas. So, Naveed, welcome to the podcast. Thanks a lot, John. Appreciate it. And uh, honored to be here. Yeah, it's been three weeks, but, uh, you know, well, we, we're settling in and um, it's been a great experience so far. Awesome. Well, give us a little background because obviously you had a you had an old business before you got to Whitley Penn. So tell us a little bit about that business before we get into our discussion. No, absolutely. So we definitely have two separate business lines. One is obviously to service the office with CFO, uh, as you know that. But what we did is basically we actually uh, empowered the office of CFO with the information so they can make informed decision based on that information, primarily utilizing applications for forecasting, planning, budgeting, legal consolidations, um, and uh, not to mention, um, not to forget, rather, analytics, because we saw a growing demand of analytics within the office of the CFO, and we thought, you know what, why not actually put more emphasis around it and create some expertise around it? And so, so that's the one product line we talked about. And the other business line we had was all these applications, the system, the models, they consume a lot of information. And the information comes from a setting in some data sources out there. It could be an ERP, it could be HRIS, UCRM, or it could be the big data platform. Uh, the other aspect of our business line was to bring that information into uh, our, our our source system. So, so it could be consumed and it could be utilized, again, going back to make informed decisions. So if, if we take, obviously, create a business to help as you said, uh, inform the CFO. This podcast is um, is where we're talking about Business Insights CAS, which we've loosely recalled CAS 2.0 and other times, but now it's really kind of Business Insights CAS. And it's where we take not only ERP side and the outsourced accounting side, but now you know, kind of budgeting, forecasting, modeling side and extend it into kind of those type of advisory services. So we've talked uh, previously, my previous guest, we've talked about what is Business Insights CAS? What does it mean? What questions should, should clients be looking to ask and what clients should be asking their CPA firm about how they can help them with these kind of things. You know, for this, as you said, it's we're using the data to make better, more timely business decisions, which I think most businesses would agree that that's important these days, especially as fast moving as complex as, as the environment has gotten. And this is a forward-looking exercise to forecast, model, and predict, which is a little different than, than what we traditionally think about on the ERP side, which is historical. We're gathering transactions and presenting financial statements and those kind of things. Now, we're starting to do some things where we're gathering and providing some forward-looking insights. But to get deep into that, we need kind of services and tools like you represent. So it seems like with the cloud, there's a lot more powerful products out there that are available to small and mid-sized businesses where they can access it and be able to afford it. Is that what you're seeing? Um, with the advent of cloud, um, there are um, many more products available to, in, in the marketplace, which our clients can utilize. And uh, one of the reasons I got into this space is because uh, I think our the mid-market, uh, small to mid-market clients were kind of underserved. Not everybody could afford services, uh, applications like uh, SAP, the, the enterprise level applications. But as the cloud opened up and as it got more efficient, we got more and more uh, out of uh, these applications. And now they're at a stage where there's uh, more enhancements coming, right? So for example, when you look at an app, a typical EPM application for forecasting planning, 
uh, they were just focused on GL, right? Everything was focused on GL, GL, but now it's in every corner of the business. So we could, that's what we call it, XPNA, right? So it came from an FPNA and an XPNA, which is an extended financial planning analysis, right? What that means is that your traditional FPNA solutions are focused solely on finance and they got into other enterprises, planning domains, but now they're getting into domains such as workforce, sales, operations, marketing, and it's pretty much in every corner of the business. So the office of CFO is expanding everywhere. And uh, the biggest, uh, what I would say, enhancement is to analytics, right? Because as more and more companies go into zero-based budgeting, more and more companies go into uh, basically forecasting and, and, and more of those forecasting activities. Um, uh, it's kind of, you need those analytics to kind of drive those forecasting activities. The softwares are basically readily available to kind of do all that. And I think the second question you talked about was about around predictive, you know, so the predictive is all AI, most of it's AI driven financial forecasting. And what that is, is, uh, you know, what it's really doing right now is it's a game changer for our client base, because what it's, it's doing is it's enabling our users to quickly build accurate forecast and budgeting scenarios without basically starting from scratch. So you already have a predictive model built in, and then you can layer in your, um, your business drivers or your thoughts to kind of complete your forecast. So that has kind of cut down the cycle time by, you know, by by huge amount. So that is another way to kind of how we how we kind of address our clients' needs. Just from a perspective standpoint, I, I remember several years ago for the cloud government got popular and all this was really considered enterprise. And for large companies, companies will spend hundreds of thousands, if not a million dollars to put in a solution like this. And obviously didn't have AI at that time. So there's still a lot of manual entry, some level of integration. And it feels like now you're able to get the power of, of all this. It's certainly a much smaller fraction of that, a few hundred, maybe a few thousand, depending on how complex your environment is. Is that perspective correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, back in the day, you're talking about enterprise level, you know, applications when you think about, you know, for example, uh, an implementation of SAP PPC, it will go months. It will go months because, you know, it's not that basically uh, the requirements were more complex, but it was basically the entire setup, you know, the entire setup of the hardware, based most of them on-prem. But what the cloud has done is basically our implementation, for example, are very fast. And the reason they are very fast is because we use end-to-end cloud applications. Uh, there's speed, which is time to value. There's increased autonomy, which what I mean by that is it's, it's done by the Office of CFOs. Folks in sitting in the office, office of CFO, a financial analyst, a senior director, VP, actually can go in and build their own models. They don't have to rely on a lot of IT you know, help and on admin help to kind of get things up and running for them. And of course, the pace of innovation, right? So when you kind of innovating these things, when you have full control over your end-to-end task, you can actually innovate real fast and bring a product to the marketplace. And of course, I talked about the hardware part of that, right? You don't you don't have an on-prem hardware, so you don't, you don't have any heavy lifting when it comes to building complex models and stuff like that. And of course, the one thing what we have seen is, uh, is the cost of ownership to our clients. Uh, and that cost of ownership has gone down tremendously. So previously, you know, the cost of ownership was almost like nine, eight, eight, eight and nine X. 
than what it is right now. So definitely, you know, it's all a step in the right direction. Yeah. And on the other side, because people couldn't afford these, they, they started building, you know, these vast complex Excel spreadsheets uh, because there's no option for them. And obviously there's a challenge with that from a standpoint of updating them, getting new scenarios plugged in, you have a pandemic occur and now you got to plan around the pandemic and those kind of things. And the last piece of that is the data, right? Data comes from so many different sources and it's hard to integrate API integrations with Excel. So let's talk about those things, but let's specifically talk about the data and how they can efficiently get the data to the right place at the right time. Yeah, data, uh, um, I always kind of, from an advisory standpoint, I always advise my clients to go, go, don't go out chasing information, right? So what happens is a lot of times in an organization, clients go out chasing information. They get the information from there, from IT, someplace, download, upload into an Excel, clean it. All that stuff is basically redundant. That's in the past. Data technology, Technology is so much advanced these days that we actually get information from anywhere to anywhere and clean it while we're doing it. So, and it's all seamless. It's all basically, um, you know, uh, real time. So that's a huge change. That is something where that makes your job as an FBNA associate more um, uh, proactive than just reactive because now your information is coming to you. Now you have to just basically process that information, and make sense of it, right? So, so that's basically what we excel in as. Uh, as well as in Whitley Pen, we have an organization that's got dedicated staff who actually just manages and clean and integrates information into platforms. So that's definitely a huge, huge change. Absolutely. So that's the interesting point there is not only you bringing data from other places, but you're kind of sending it through the car wash at the same time uh, to make sure it's clean and um, and then you know comparable to other data you've already got in there so that you can do the analysis you're talking about, right? Correct. Yeah. And a lot of conversion clients basically now take take that for granted. And as we evolve in our processes, sometimes before five, six years ago, it was a it was a cell. It was sometimes maybe a hard cell that, hey, let's integrate your information. No, we want to keep it manual, stuff like that. Not this now, it's not even that. It's a given. It's basically um you know, something where the clients expects you to do. So we talk about the product, we talk about the technology tools, we talk about bringing the data all together and and into the tools, but all this is for naught if you can't use it, right? If you don't have output in a usable format, where whether it's a report or a dashboard or other visualization tools. So let's talk about that because that's obviously where decisions are made and, and how people use data. So to, let's talk about the output. Yeah, output. Look, in the end, everything is is basically measured from what the output you got from the system, right? The inputs are basically nobody sees that, but output, everybody sees that, right? So when output, from an output perspective, from our tool sets, we have made it extremely easy for end user to build queries, create reports. Mostly it's drag and drop. Uh, no complex writing of formulas, no complex writing of VLOOKUPs or anything. You just basically bring that information. And as long as you bring the right intersection, you have that information right available to you. And it's real time. It gets updated. You can also basically have your BI tools attached to all of our plat- you know, platforms. And if you don't have a BI tool or platform, have got, you know, some native, uh, you know, visuals built in, which you can very effectively utilize. But like I said, that what I'm going to reiterate is just it's drag and drop, drag and drop. It's not very complex. In fact, we are well known to kind of uh, get a client up and run. The reason clients like our services is because what we do is we make them comfortable with technology, right? We close that gap. So what happens is as soon as we start implementing a solution, we get the client into the system 
system the week one itself. As soon as the design is done, we get the information in. And we show the client how to kind of build a query or build a report, which is very easy. Like I said, drag and drop. And when the client sees a trial balance in front of them right away, uh, it's a huge win. That's basically something which they didn't expect it to see. Uh, but obviously, the work goes on behind and getting that information into the system. But once it's in there, it's very easy for anybody can actually go and drill down and, and get that information out. Speaking of visualization, I know people are always trying to understand what this really means for them on a day-to-day basis. Do you have examples in your mind of how you've worked with a client using all these components, all this service, all the technology, and made a significant difference in the way they ran their business and ability to change the way that they made decisions? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, many examples in our um, 300 plus implementation so far. But hey, that's basically what we do here. And it's very exciting kind of uh, see how clients react to uh, the information coming to them. We have one client who had a very hard time in actually understanding all the different components of the businesses, right? So what we did is basically try to show them through visualization because we understood one thing. And, we'll, and one thing as consultants should do is try to understand what is the client's go-to? Is it more visualization? Is it more basically numbers? Is it basically a lot of spreadsheets? Uh, what is that way that the clients understand the business? So what we have noticed is a lot of clients do kind of, now it depends on where they are. Like the higher you go in the management structure, more visualizations come into place. But but I think uh, what we did for this one client was to kind of uh, do a product profitability analysis, right? So they did not understand what product, uh, where, and how they're selling for the SKU level. So we did a quick analysis to basically show them what we did is because of the systems we utilize and because of the allocation engines available to us, some a task which have taken like hundreds of hours to kind of build in complex spreadsheets now takes about 10 to 20 minutes for us to kind of execute. And there's no exaggeration over here. We have these tool sets built into it where we can literally allocate all the indirect costs. We also have direct costs coming in at a skew level. And then basically what it does is it shows them what is being profitable, what is not being profitable. And that's the kind of information when a client looked at it. And what we do is it's not about just profitability. It's all about why is this being profitable and why this is not being profitable. So that's basically is a human intelligence that goes behind. That's an advisory services of ours, right? So now you have the data. Now we have basically the information of hows and whys. Now they can kind of create a big picture of what, what their business is and what they're doing and how they're making money. And that was for us a huge, um, I would say, accomplishment uh, to show the clients, you know, what is basically sales, where and how and, and when. And those are the things which the clients were looking for answers for a long time, but just was afraid to get into that complex, you know, layers and layers of information to get that information out. But we were able to kind of get it done in a few days. And that was basically something I opened up for. It kind of helped their businesses, improvise their businesses as well, because what they did eventually uh, was to kind of get unprofitable um, stuff. They were they got rid of some stuff, which basically was not bringing any footsteps as well. And they kind of enhanced their um, you know product portfolio that way. Absolutely. I certainly hear that a lot on the ERP side, that people don't truly understand kind of why they are successful or not, whether in a location or a product or revenue type or whatever. And so the ability to... To, to report on that in a in a kind of almost a real-time fashion uh, and show the trends, uh, that's a kind of game changer for clients. And like you said, allows them to kill products that are profitable, put more product out that are profitable and and really kind of hone in on their on their overall go-to-market business strategy. So that's awesome. Thanks for that. So anything else that uh, you want to say, Naveed, and kind of to wrap it up and also give uh, audience the way to contact you if they want to discuss some of these issues we've talked about further? I just want to kind of... Uh 
uh, basically to end things, I would want to say that embrace technology. I would say that, you know, what a lot of companies are behind the technology curve when it comes to systems. But that's okay. You know what? There's there's a there's a gradual evolution of uh, you know your workspace and how you do things, your processes, and that will happen. But we can assist you with that, right? So it's not has to digital transformation does not have to be hard. It just has to be organized and had, and you have to have the right partners in place to kind of help you execute your vision. So as long as you have a vision. We can help you execute. So uh, do call us and do kind of, uh, you know, connect with John if you need my information. My email is uh, com. You know, connect with me on LinkedIn, connect with me via email or phone and, uh, you know, happy to kind of start a conversation. Well, Naveed, thanks for your time and jumping on the podcast. So this wraps up another edition of Cast Matters. We hope you have a great rest of the week and weekend. And we look forward to another episode in the near future. And take care and talk to you soon. Bye-bye.